I ran Michigan. I don't even know what he's thinking. He's just a complete brickhead. Uh, Brady Kachunk. Thomas is my best friend. I got a lot of good looking dudes on my team. You just got nuked. I just them. I just them. We'll see. Hi everyone, and welcome to episode Ridley Gregg of Elite Sense Brain. As always, I am Biata, and I am joined by Hockey Twitter's number one bagel experts Twitter user at Ericsonsbrainer. How's it going? I'm doing well. How are you? Pretty well. Yeah. The only thing is, I'm a little annoyed that. The Sens did something really cool right after we recorded our last episode. It was pretty rude of them, I think. Yeah, it was literally like, I think like two hours after. Um, And I said this on the podcast uh, Twitter account. But also like, side note, I wonder if people can tell like who's tweeting based on what the tweets say from the account. Because when I did that tweet, I was like, uh, I think people probably know it's me. But it was like, <laughs> it was like the Sens did this cool thing. or like teasing it. Like they did this cool thing after we stopped recording. So they hate women. Um, and it's true. It's true. And you know what's like, really telling of that is that this news dropped in between us recording and the Zoopcast recording. So of course the Zoopcast got to talk about this news and the two other like Sens podcasts that I listened to, Welcome to Your Carlson Years and La Brigade also got to talk about it, but we didn't. So that feels deliberate on the part of the Sens. I'm just I saying. just think it's interesting that like women are punished for being on time and like early like I think that really points to the fact that like there's no winning in society like if you're a woman like you're if you're on time you miss out but if you're late then like there's probably a consequence I can't think of one right now but yeah literally we are punished for sticking to a schedule mostly and you know recording semi-regularly whereas podcasts like welcome to your carlson years that upload every like you know twice a year are able to just record as soon as there's news i feel like that says a lot about our society yeah and also to people who no one said this but it's like oh do like an emergency episode like like oh emergency recording for this thing that happened we can't do that because like, I don't know. I guess we, like... It's just not our style. Things. Yeah, like, I think probably it's just, like, I don't want to do that. Like, what if we started doing emergency episodes for silly things? It's like, Eric Brest of scored a goal, emergency episode. That would be very awesome. The other thing is I don't know how much our, like, um our schedules line up because that's the thing is that like if we were to have done emergency episode eric Grantham scored a goal last season i would have been unavailable each time because i was like in the library doing homework each time exactly it's punishing people who have schoolwork who have work to do i i just it's it's really blatant and really disappointing to see this from the sons Mm -hmm. it feels ageist in that regard like not towards older people but like if you're still in school the sense of no this other thing there's something else that we'll talk about later that i missed again because i was in class and i was like what the heck like they only and i should have just gone on twitter in class because i normally do that but i was like i don't know why i didn't 
anyway. What we're saying is that the SENS should consult us about our schedule and make sure to release information right before we record, but with enough time that we have time to prepare the episode, because as you guys can tell, we obviously put so much effort into planning out our episodes well in advance and definitely put so much time into our our episode outlines. And so, yeah, the SENS should give us time to do that. Yeah, it's like... Like, they should, like, you know how some, I think, like, brands and stuff will, like, reach out to influencers to, like, do reveals of things? Like, that's what the Sun should do for us. Like, everyone finds out about stuff that happens through us talking about it on the podcast. Um, I think that'd be an excellent way. We know that we get a ton of reach, so. For sure. We're the most popular Sun's podcast that I know of. Yeah. We're the only, we're the most popular Sun's podcast that I can see the analytics of. Exactly. Exactly. And you know what? We do have a million listens. We will be getting a matching Eric Branstrom tattoo. No one can tell us, can deny that we have a million listens. Nobody can contest that fact if we just say it on the podcast. Maybe. Wait, I feel like you can see it, though. Like, Because when I'm logged out and I look, I think I can see it. So, Well, don't look. Yeah, everyone just add a zero to every, like, last number. and then Maybe, like, three zeros. Yeah. Actually, yeah. Add, like, yeah, exactly. Add three zeros, and that's how many listens we actually have. It's the conversion rate. They subtract three because we're women. <laughs> anyway. Um, so the thing we've been alluding to this entire time, do you want to do the grand reveal? Do you want to announce what no one has heard before? Uh, yeah, breaking news. Jake Sanderson signed a contract. It's basically 8 million by 8 years. The the classic Pierre Dagnon 8 by 8 that everybody loves to sign on the Ottawa Senators. Yeah, so to everyone hearing this for the first time... Just take a second to absorb this information. Um, I know this is the first time you're hearing it. But yeah, I will say he also did that thing where he put like the five, like it's mm-hmm. technically 80 million and like also 50,000 because his number is 85. I like when people do that. I'm like, that's cute. Like that's... It's that's cute, nice. but it's also a little cringe because it's like, sometimes that's a significant amount in, of money, you know? Yeah. Or like when Brady Kachuk signed for seven years instead of eight, it was like, buddy, that's... Like, that's a year of your life. That makes a difference, you know? Like, that that makes a difference to the, the cap space, too. Like, I don't know if that was because of his number. Maybe he just really wanted his contract to end at the same time as Thomas Shabbat's. That's my personal theory. <laughs> Anyways, we're talking about Jake Sanders and not Brady Kachuk. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of cute. It's just, like, it's a little bit funny to me. Yeah, it's also funny because it's like clearly he couldn't get eight point five, so he had to go for like fifty thousand instead of five hundred thousand extra, which is funny and nice. I like that. I imagine he was pushing for the eight point five. He was like, "I yeah. need my number." And then the piano was like, "You know, we can't give you that much money, but we'll indulge you. We'll we'll add we'll add a five somewhere else." Yeah, I also like. I wonder if anyone would have ever taken like like a discount to like match their number. I think that'd be nice. I don't know if it's actually happened, but I think people should do that. I'll bet players have. Yeah. I'll bet teams use that as leverage, where they're like, well, if you want it to match your number, you're going to have to go a little bit lower than this, right? Yeah. Wait. Oh, my gosh. I would just, like, give everyone 
like a low number then like I oh my god that's the like Lou Lamorello thing where it's like you know how he's like you can't have a high number it's like contract (laughs) negotiation techniques oh true true you need a low number for your contract boy that's genius anyway well maybe the Sens were offering 8.1 million and Sanderson was like no no (laughs) there yeah perfect oh my god that's exactly what was happening so we like it's a steal um what did you think of the contract uh I think it was great I I mean you know as people have said it carries some risk in the long term and stuff but mostly I was like this is awesome I love it when players just sign for eight years and you know he's probably going to be worth that more than that in a few years so it'll be good in the long run and you know what if it ends up being a terrible contract People are going to be mad at him and not Thomas Shabbat. So win-win in my books. That's true. Yeah, I think that it's, like, really good in the sense that, like, if, if like, Jake Sanderson is the guy that they think he is, then, like, of course you give him this contract. But if he's not the guy, it's, like, the rebuild might just be, like, kind of messed up anyway. So it's, like, well, you may as well just give him the money then because it's, like, it's either not going to work out no matter what, or like it's going to work out really well. So that's a great point. You're so smart. And, <laughs> you know, I did think it was really funny that like the when you see the reaction from different people, Sens fans who, you know, OK, we've started to get a reputation for being a little bit overly optimistic. I don't know why people would think that. Um, but generally, Sens fans seem to be the most critical of like contracts and stuff. Uh, every Sens fan thrilled so excited about this like saying yep jake sanderson will be worth that and more in a few years everyone who doesn't watch the sense was so confused by this and i loved it it was great yeah i think that it just exposed how many people just turn a blind eye to the best team in the nhl because it's like a lot of people were like who is jake sanderson and it's like, you don't know Puck. Like, you don't know what you're talking about then. He's the greatest player in the league. Um, But he, yeah, and also, I think a lot of people were doing the same thing that they did when Tim Stutzla got his contract. And that's funny because, like, Tim Stutzla then immediately proved <laughs> that he was, like, worth his contract. So I really hope that happens with Jake Sanderson, too. Um, But I think it's a great contract. Because, like, again, people were like, why not just wait a year? And it's like, well, what if he gets so good next year? And then it's like, now you have to pay him even more. I mean, think about how much the Suns would have had to pay Tim Stutzla if they had not, like, signed him to that contract extension a year earlier, right? Yeah, I personally have no problems with it. Because it's like, you are just betting on players that you should believe in anyway. So it's like, yeah, like, it would make no sense... Because then, like, what's the plan? Like, if you don't want Jake Sanderson long-term, then, like, what's the plan of this team? So. Exactly. And the cap's going up. It'll be fine. I do want to shout out the Welcome to Your Carlson Years podcast, even though I was mean to them earlier in this episode. Um, They had had great takes on the Sanderson contract. I loved that when they did their episode, they started out by telling people like don't worry about the haters everyone's gonna hate I would also be hating on any contract that a team I disliked signed and then spent like 20 minutes dunking on all the haters of the Sanderson contract so would recommend listening to the Welcome to Your Carlson Years podcast and hearing them dunk on the haters because they did that 
just just so well that like I can't add to that at all. That's incredible. I didn't listen just because I was like, I don't want to accidentally steal any of their ideas. But if the ideas like I, I was going to dunk on haters, maybe so like I accidentally stole like that's just like parallel thinking. That's just like. (laughs) Exactly. Um, I do want to say shout out to Jake Sanderson, who must listen to this podcast, because in his interview, after signing the contract, basically said that the Suns are winning the cup. Yeah, he was like, we are going to win soon and I want to be here for it. And it's like, that's the type of stuff you need. Like, oh my gosh, that's like, it, like, that's perfect. Then he couldn't have said anything better. And then also Brady Kachuk apparently was like, someone like asked him about Sanderson doubters and he was like, well, they'll see soon enough or like something ominous like that. And I was like, oh God, Brady Kachuk is going to kill people. But- <laughs> But I think that's really nice. It's nice, like, again, that, like, everyone has belief in the team. That's always Mm -hmm. nice. It's great. Sanderson is now, like, Sanderson and Kachuk have now both said that the Sens are winning the cup. It's it's happening. It's just undeniable. You gotta take their word for it. Why would they lie? What do they have to gain? Just incredible hater energy. I love them. I love this team. Looking forward to seeing them win the cup. It's going to be awesome. Um, yeah, and it's going to happen next year, so mark your calendars. Yeah, no point in even watching, really. I mean, I'll watch because I want to see them win the cup, but you all know what's going to happen. Yeah, no point. If you're one of the other 31 teams listening, don't even show up. We all know what's going to happen. <laughs> the script has been written. There's no point in you playing hockey. And don't go back and see if we've said this in the past. We haven't. <laughs> Only this Maybe. year. Famously, this is the first time we've ever said the Suns are going to win the cup. Um, so anyway, speaking of contracts, guess who doesn't have a contract? Shane Pinto, which is so funny because like everyone thought that Shane Pinto contract news was going to drop so soon. And then the Suns just started tweeting about sand. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck that guy then, I guess. But um, yeah, what I like, I don't know what's happening. I don't know how much Shane Pinto is worth, if I'm being honest, because it's like he did a fine-ish job, like as their second line center last season, but like he wasn't that good. But like he's not gonna be a second line center, so it's like I don't really know what you give him. Yeah, and he did great every time he was on the third line. Like there was just something, something about being on the third line versus the second for Shane Pinto that just like he suddenly became a different player. So yeah, I feel like. He should probably be getting third line money. He seems like a good contract, a good candidate for a bridge contract. Like just sign him for like one year, you know, and yeah. like the cap will go up and then you'll have cap space. I think the real problem is where are they going to find the cap space to sign him? Are Is one of their contracts magically just going to stop existing? Because um, that's not as outrageous as people might think, but the clock is ticking. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I mean, like, we know that that's, like, not for contract reasons, like, not for money reasons, just for, like, re- like obvious reasons. We hope that one contract is going to get terminated. Um, but, yeah, I still don't know what's going to happen with that because the league is terrible. But, yeah. So I would certainly prefer that to 
the other solution that everyone seems insistent is going to happen, which is trading Mathieu Joseph. Guys, shut up about trading Mathieu Joseph. It's making me sad. Yeah, you know that thing where it's like the Costco, like, founder was like if you raise the price of the fucking hot dog i'll kill you like that's how i feel about <laughs> trading him i think shout out victoria fake hockey team because she like one time tweeted that about like joel therapy she was like if you trade the fucking joel i'll kill you and it's like that's how i feel about matthew joseph <laughs> so true it's also like it's interesting to be in a position with the Suns where like they don't have any terrible contracts like okay, maybe Master Joseph is a little bit overpaid, but not by that much. And it's not like he's making a huge amount of money. It's pretty reasonable middle six forward money. And that's the only contract that people are pointing to and going, we got to get rid of him, right? Compared to like even just a year ago. That's pretty wild. It is. I also think... How much does Travis Hamnick make? Because, like, maybe he just... Oh, yeah, that one's Like, that one is not great. And then the other thing I think people say is just, like, because they're retaining and, like, mm-hmm. whatever, like, have, like, buyouts still happening, I think. Are they still buying out Colin White? Is that still happening? Yeah. That, yeah, so, like, that money is still happening, too. So it's, like, just, like, poor decisions in the past kind yeah, of coming but back. Those decisions, like, there's nothing you can do about it now, right? I'm seeing when people are, like, saying like talking about the moves that the Sens need to make you know a year ago it was like we gotta jump Zaitsev like, yeah we gotta find a way to get rid of him because that's a problem and that's like when you're talking about freeing up cap space you can always talk about that one thing whereas being like they shouldn't have retained salary on this player it's like okay yeah that's they true. did you that's know? a good point I think that like I just love to dwell so I'm just like they should have done everything better but like yeah in terms of like contracts now that are actually bad you're like totally right they have so few which is so awesome of them like go Pierre Dorian like he's really like learning from his mistakes I guess or I guess something else happened that magically made it so that like money started going to good players <laughs> and stuff but I don't know if that's related um, it's, it's a total mystery what could have happened to suddenly free up all this money yeah we may never know <laughs> anyway yeah I think that, that is true like they don't have that many bad contracts it's just like poor decisions in the past which like I don't know I guess technically Pierre Dorian like should give himself grace whatever and I guess okay to be fair the other contract that people talk about is Josh Norris but even then it's like he is at worst a little bit overpaid like it's it's just that it's not a steal you know he's maybe worth like six or seven million and he's making eight that's still okay it's not egregious none of their contracts are like egregious overpays yeah and the thing about the josh norris one is that it's like i thought we all supported labor rights here like oh sorry (laughs) like someone is making money like and also like he's so cool and he's so dumb like this is all he can do you think the sends would be such a tight group do you think they would be so motivated to win without josh norris there i don't yeah, he's, like, their mascot. He's, like, Spartacat. <laughs> Actually, why do they have, like, similar energy, kind of? I feel like, like, sometimes when players interact with Spartacat, like, you can tell they're a little uncomfortable, I think, which is wrong, and it's, like, prejudice of them. But, like, I can kind of tell on their face. I feel like Josh Norris, 
I don't remember if I've seen him interact with Sparta Cat, but I feel like they vibe. Like, I feel like they understand each other. In my head, Josh Norris meeting Sparta Cat would be like a child meeting Sparta Cat, you know? Yeah. So, and it's like, that's who, like, that's what it's for. Like, that's what Sparta Cat is for. Um, <laughs> and also, like, other things, I guess. <laughs> Point is, Josh Norris is not overpaid. We support his his right to make just under $8 million. Yeah, like, whatever. He needs to, like, buy things. He needs to buy his little scarves and stuff. Like, why do you guys hate on he him needs, so much? He needs to buy suits from our friend Jared and tip a huge amount of money. I've heard this from Jared. He Josh Norris tips very well. So basically, if you're saying that Josh Norris is overpaid, you don't support workers' rights. You're saying yeah. that you hate it when people tip well. Like, what what better use of his contract than tipping the people who make his clothes? Yeah, to people who think that Josh Norris is overpaid, let me tell you a little something about trickle-down economics. <laughs> <laughs> um, because it's real, and that's what he's doing when he tips people. So, just say you hate the local economy, that's fine. Okay. Guys, I take economics class now, I'm really smart. <laughs> But also, everyone always complains about how high taxes are in Canada. Well, guess where Josh Norris's money is going? Towards taxes. Do you want roads? Do you want good public transit? If Josh Norris isn't paid, like, just under $8 million, society, we know as we know it, will collapse. So just, like, think about that when you're like, oh, overpay, he should have gotten six mil. Like, yeah. So you hate, like like public service like you hate like that's interesting so true (laughs) anyway yeah josh norris is a vital part of our economy um and i hope that this is brought up during like federal budget talks and stuff very true i hope they just no i hope it's not really brought up they just thank him you know, yeah. they're like, you know, like when you thank your sponsors at the beginning of an event or something, I hope that they are standing up and being like, and thank you to Josh Norris for being mildly overpaid and thus giving us more money to spend on essential services. Yeah. Like, everyone, that's how you should start your day. Your daily affirmation should be thank you, Josh Norris, for being mildly overpaid. It's like not about like dwelling on like he should have made less money it's about like rewiring your brain to like think positive thoughts and few will understand that but those who do will really understand it i think so true (laughs) um so moving on i want to briefly talk about another client of jared's a jared super fan um this is something that i did not write down in our outline here but i need to share this information because I was listening to the latest episode of La Brigade, which is a Sens podcast in French, and they were interviewing Kevin Mandelisi. It was a great interview, but there was one specific section that I thought that you specifically wanted would want to know about, because apparently in, in the interview, Kevin Mandelisi said that when he came, when he like joined the Sens, one of the things he had to get used to was that when Eric Brandstrom was behind him with the puck, 
he had to duck down so that Eric Brandstrom could see the ice. Oh my god. I just needed to share that. That's so nice. Wait. Because Vianna told me before we started recording, like, I have something to tell you, but I don't, I want you to, like, be surprised by it while we're recording. That is so nice. Why is the only thought I have right now, like, Eric Branstrom is, like, Thumbelina. Like, that's all I can think. <laughs> and I want to know, like, is Mandalizi just, like, so much taller than other goalies? Or is it, like, every goalie for Ottawa knows that when Eric Branstrom is behind the net, they have to duck down? <laughs> what does Matt Sokar do? He just has to lie down. Yeah. And now I'm going to be watching out for that whenever Eric Branstrom has the puck behind the net. Like, does the goalie duck down so that he can see? And is it only with Eric Branstrom? Like, he made it seem like it was just Branstrom. But I was like, surely there are other short defensemen. But no, then I, now I think about it, not defensemen. And like, you know, like, Alex Dabrinkit never had the puck behind the net or whatever. That's a defenseman thing, right? Yeah, so. if I see it. Alex to bring it behind me I stand taller I'm like, no <laughs> screw you you do not support him wait that's so funny oh my gosh yeah he I'm was like- saying that apparently like yeah there was one practice or game I can't remember where um he just heard from behind him like Mando get down and he had to duck down oh my gosh no and one- he learned from there so nice no one can see but I'm just like putting my hands over my mouth in like awe I'm like so like so nice so yeah anyone if you speak French listen to that interview it was great shout out La Brigade but I needed to translate that section of the interview because it was really good thank you so much yeah everyone listen to La Brigade because like no one else is giving us stories like this Oh my gosh, that's so lovely. Amazing. Anyway, I'm like, I can't even like move on. Like, I just like have to think about that. Oh my God, that's so nice. He's so short. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there was also a whole section where they were like joking about trying to figure out how how tall he was. And Mando did not think that the NHL reported height was accurate. Kevin Mandelizzi does not think that Eric Branstrom is 5'10". Everyone take note of that. Listen, if anyone is going to a Suns game, anyone going to a Suns game this season, when you go to, like, watch warm-ups, bring a tape measure with you for, like, estimation. Subtract, like, however many inches for the skates, and then we'll have our answer. Just be like, oh, do the thing where you're like, like, okay, bring your kid with you and be like, can I get a picture of Eric Grantham? And then, like, pull out the tape measure and be like, now we know. This is investigative journalism. We have to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Or that thing where, like, maybe you put like a, a bit of tape on the uh the stanchion or the like uh glass or whatever and then you kind of get him over to be like oh can you give us a puck or something and you see like put it at yeah. five ten, right on skates oh well, yeah. plus the skates and then be like oh come over here and then if he's below the marker of five ten, then like you know yeah then like then like turn on the sirens be like we know you lied <laughs> Oh my gosh. But yeah, Eric Grinstrom, if you're listening, tell us how old oh, how old you are. We know how old you are. Tell us how tall you are. I really want to know. It doesn't matter, but it's just like, I just want to know. I feel like he's like 5'7". Yeah, that makes sense to me. And I'm like 5'6 and like three quarters. Like we're almost the same height. That's so sweet. Wow, you're giving away so much personal information. I can't believe you just revealed that on the podcast. I know. Oh, my God. Don't worry. I wear, like, platform shoes everywhere. So I look 5'10". 
Just so kidding. Smart. I lied. But Eric Branstrom, you should do that. Oh my god, he should just do that. He should just like wear platform shoes. Isn't that kind of what he does with the skates though? Yeah, that's true. But he should have like lifts in his shoes. Anyway. Great idea. <laughs> that's a great story. Uh, I just love him so much. Um, I think. Oh, so I guess that was also us talking about the Shane Pinto contract before, even though we just started talking about Josh Norris a lot. And then I guess the next thing we wanted to talk about is how Brady Kachuk did a media tour, and as always, it didn't disappoint. Yeah, we finally get to bring back our What Did Brady Kachuk Do This Week segment, and what he did was, yeah, just give great great content, great quotes. Uh, it was also his birthday the other day, and he appeared on his sister's Instagram story. He was dabbing in 2023. <laughs> Only he Wait, can pull that see. off. I didn't see that. That's so awesome. Um, happy belated birthday, Brady Kachuk. That's so nice. It's also crazy because, like, what? Now he's he's 20... 24. He's 24, and he's been married for a few months, so that's weird. Yeah. Every time... I just need to remind everyone how he's a child bride every single time. Like, that's so weird. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And one thing that we did find out about Brady Kachuk that I promised... See, it was me who tweeted this one. I promised our Twitter followers that we would discuss this on the podcast. Uh, the Sens did some kind of like contest where you had to guess something about Brady Kachuk. And they were like, who was the first celebrity that he was starstruck by? Apparently it was Taylor Swift. He went to the Fearless tour. Like he is an OG Swifty. Yeah, there's another. Okay, so there's also another media video where they're like, who's your celebrity crush? Like to a bunch of players. And he says Taylor Swift. Oh, this I is the thing one. though. This is what I want to say. The Sense tweeted that, like, who do you think Brady Kachuk's, like, celebrity crushes? And then he, they were, like, going to give away tickets or whatever, right? I was in class, but I, of course, would have guessed Taylor Swift. That's, like, I, like, anyone who knows me, anyone who follows me, you would have known this. I, of course, would have said that. And only one other person said Taylor Swift, and so they got the tickets. It's, like, I would have done that, though. So stop tweeting when I'm in class. Once again, we have further proof that the Sens hate women. It's, it's so insane. disappointing. Because also, like, the answer being Taylor Swift, I, I don't know, actually, if the person who won is a woman. But, like, I'm the biggest Taylor Swift fan, so I should have won. <laughs> it's so unfair. Yeah, it really is. Also, like, that's, like, objectively a good, like, uh, like, mo- wait, what was that, like, moment you were starstruck or whatever? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was something, like, she, like, went around and, like, you know, yeah, high-fived like, people and he's, he couldn't wash his hand or whatever. <laughs> That's so funny. Uh, I wonder, oh my god, what what era do you think Brady is in? I think he's always Reputation era. A little bit. I mean, he did just get married, so he oh, might be in his lover era. Yeah, that's nice too. I think he might also be like Speak Now era. I think that kind of fits oh yeah, because he's like kind of like bold and says like kind of crazy things. Yeah, but he's sort of like coming into his own a little bit. You yeah, know? like not quite Red era yet, but mm-hmm. I I can see it. Um, I hope that he mixes in some Taylor Swift songs when he sings karaoke because. I'm, I'm finally going to be the one to say it. Mr. Brightside is getting old. I'm sorry. Pick another song. Like, it's it's fun, but, like, if you're going to sing karaoke without your shirt on camera that many times, you've got to mix in another song every once in a while. Yeah. Which Taylor Swift song do you think that he should sing? 
I am so happy you asked because I just started thinking about it when you like started talking about this. Why would Brady Kachuk singing Karma kind of go crazy? Like True. him singing like the line Karma is my boyfriend. Like I want to hear it. <laughs> because I bet he would own that. Like he would enjoy doing that. I was going to say that, you know, because he went to the Fearless Tour and everything, I think he would slay You Belong With Me oh, at yeah. karaoke. He totally would. That's another one where, like, he definitely knows that song. Exactly. It's um, a classic. Yeah. I think Love Story also would be great. Very a dark horse for that, like, for Fearless, would potentially be, like, Forever and Always. I think, like, that could be fun. Like, Yeah, I don't know. I feel like that one is less, like, singing at karaoke while you're super drunk vibes, though. Yeah, yeah, that's you know? fair. Mm-hmm. I agree. Anyway, Brady Kachuk, if you're listening, sing any one of those songs at karaoke um we're giving you free content ideas like we know that you live to entertain people and we're just giving you some feedback on the content that we're getting yeah it's also like she's the most popular artist in the world right now so like this is how you grow your brand even more like if brady kachuk actually you know what if brady kachuk sang taylor swift karaoke like a bunch of taylor swift accounts would post about it and be like the captain of a hockey team like in canada because they don't know like what it is which is so fair like they run taylor swift accounts like they are busy but it's like they would totally tweet about it and like a bunch of people would see him like this is actually how you grow taylor swift here. might even see it yeah because she's always lurking she's always like i see what you guys do which is ominous but yeah she'd probably see it because it's like also the Ryan Reynolds connection like I'm sure she like knows about the Sens still so so true I forgot about that connection although I don't know maybe she hates them now because of Ryan Reynolds (laughs) or maybe maybe she hates Ryan Reynolds because he abandoned the Sens that's what I think I think Taylor Swift was a Sens fan first and then that's why she started hanging out with Ryan Reynolds that's a good point So the last bit of news that we had to talk about uh, relates to the PWHL Ottawa team. Of course, our last episode was all about that new team. And um, surprisingly, not that much has happened in the last two weeks, considering like how quickly things have moved in women's hockey. Um, By the time this goes out, the draft might have already happened, but we are recording this before the draft. So we can't really give much insight into that. But exciting news um the coaches were announced and Ottawa got the best coach yeah which I'm so excited about because like I am very excited because I exclusively listen to other people's opinions online like I don't know how to form my own opinion like I am just an amalgamation of everything else like everything other people are saying and a ton of people I follow who like uh like know a lot about women's hockey are like this is a huge get like Ottawa's gonna be scary and I'm like oh my gosh Yay! Yeah, it's great. So what I know, her name is Carla McLeod. And what I know about her is she, I think she coached Japan for a little bit, but she's best known for her work with Team Czechia. And some of you, if you, you know, follow women's hockey just a little bit, you might remember that recently Czechia has like kind of been really good. They've won a bunch of bronze medals. Like for many, many years, it was sort of like Canada and the US at the top and then Finland would always win bronze and now Finland has been like unseated a little bit and it's a little bit more even after Canada and the US and maybe that's you know not great news about Finland but Carla McLeod the coach is one of the reasons that Czechia has been so good 
So that's really exciting. I wonder if Ottawa is going to draft a bunch of Czech players now because of her. That would be really cool. I would love that. And yeah, it kind of fits our like underdog vibes. Like, yeah, she's recognized as one of the best coaches, but I don't know. It's just something about like the way that she coaches the sort of underdog teams and helps them overachieve. And I was already talking about how some of our players, even though they're like the best in the world, they have some kind of like underdog storyline, you know? So mm-hmm. I love I'm, it. Yeah, I'm so excited. I'm like so excited for this team. I really think they're going to be good based on not that much. I don't know that much about anything, but like, yes, I think they're going to be so awesome. I'm very excited that we got the best coach for once. Exactly. Jealous, everyone else? You should be. Exactly. And yeah, I am sure that they're going to draft all the best players of the draft. And you know what? If they suck this year, it'll be fine because they'll get to draft first overall in the draft next year and get Sarah Fillier. So mm-hmm. win-win. And that also contributes even more to underdog vibes of like, they should lose if they have to lose, then they'll lose the first season. And then the next season, they'll win the whole thing. So true. But they're they're going to win the cup. Just like yeah. this they're going to win the cup, and then somehow Sarah Fillier is going to fall to um, sixth. <laughs> Everything always works out for us. Exactly. She's actually going to file a like compassionate circumstances waiver and say, I can only be drafted by Ottawa because I, I love that place so much. I would never yeah. play anywhere else. Exactly. So it's all going to work out. This is so exciting. I'm very, very excited for games to start and for them to get a name still. I can't believe oh. they still haven't got a name, actually. Maybe they'll have a name by the time this goes out. Maybe they'll announce those at the draft. It's yeah. yeah, it's wild how quick the turnaround has been. It's so chaotic, but so much fun. Yeah. But like again, it's wild how quick the turnaround has been on everything except the name. Like mm-hmm. you'd think that that's like the easiest thing to do. I know, but that's the funny thing where it's like, oh, but, oh my god, we gotta get players, we gotta get a coach, we gotta get all this staff, and then they're like, oh, we'll think about the name later, <laughs> right? Yeah, I that's fair. Um, but yeah, people were saying like before the draft, hopefully, because it's like I don't love the vibes of just being like, we, the Ottawa PWHL team, are proud to select. Yeah, and like not being able to have a jersey for them to put on too, that that gets me like, oh, they could have signed these three players to have promotional pictures of them in the jersey and everything. And now it's like, we're just going to get the jersey when everybody else, like once the whole team is set, possibly. I don't know. Yeah, it would have been very fun to do it that way. Or, like, yeah, because, like, the jersey and hat thing is so iconic. I really hope that that happens. Yeah, it'll be fun, though. So, anyways, that's our, like, news roundup a little bit. Different topics to talk about. But we did get a request on Tumblr a little while ago for us to do a season preview. This person said that uh, they, they said something pretty, like, upsetting about other sends podcasts and blogs and stuff that apparently they keep doing season previews that don't even mention the vibes or the friendships which is a pretty scathing indictment of those other podcasts and stuff like not to call them out not to start drama but i'm i'm shocked and horrified yeah like it's like the type of thing that you didn't even know was possible anymore it's like the type of thing where it's like i didn't even know that still existed like vibes list like season preview it feels like it should be illegal 
So yeah, shout out to that. I think it was an anonymous user on Tumblr. I'm going to check that really quickly. Um, reminder, everyone is always welcome to send us asks on Tumblr. I am always the one answering. Yeah, if you're wondering who is answering, it's it's always me. We both have access, but I am the only one who uses that access. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so, so sorry. The issue is that like I am already so addicted to like Twitter on my phone and TikTok to be fair that it's like I can't download Tumblr onto my phone because otherwise like I will just spend like 24 hours a day on my phone so it's like and I always forget to look at it on desktop because there's not like an icon being like look at this I'm I'm sorry everyone that's okay I'll do better I'll be more addicted to my phone I promise (laughs) you're listening and learning um yeah. So anyways, yes, I did confirm it was an anonymous user who requested a season preview episode. So guess we're doing a season preview. I've never done one of these before. Me neither. Because I've never also like had a podcast. So it's like, this is exciting. Yeah. <laughs> so this is our, our best attempt at a season preview. We figured now is a good time. There might There's not a lot of news, right? Um, so we'll get this out of the way before preseason really kicks off. Uh, we've got a few like this is the format we're going to use. We've got a few predictions that we're going to make about the upcoming season. Uh, first one is pretty vague. What do we think the line combinations and the pairings are going to be like? So let's start with the line combinations. Personally, I think they've got to start with last year's first line. They've got to have Kachuk, Stutzla, Zhigou. It was so successful. They've got to start it out like that. Mm-hmm. I agree. I've seen some people and also just like people I talk to about the Suns like in real life have been like they should like probably spread it out more because like that line is so good. But like the other line, like then your second line is like not amazing. So it's like you might want to like take like Giroux off that line potentially. But like I think you just started out with like the thing that worked. Like I don't see the use in like spreading the wealth that much because it's like just have all your wealth on one line. Exactly. And even more importantly, who is going to babysit Timmy and Brady if not Claude Giroux? They need him. I agree. I agree completely. So I think that it has to be that first line. I guess the exciting thing also about the second line is that we're going to hopefully get to see Josh Norris. Like, the whole, like knock on wood, but maybe the whole time. Yeah, I love, nice. I love this so many people when they talk about what they're excited for the season. They're like, I'm so excited for a full season of healthy Josh Norris. And I'm like, are you sure we're getting that? <laughs> like, yeah. that, that seems like you're tempting fate a little bit. I believe in him. I believe in his shoulder. I believe he's been sufficiently, like, Frankenstein together that, like, he's going to be okay. Um, I love yeah. that, once Sorry. again, he is projected to be on a line with a guy whose main thing that he does is score goals um (laughs) i don't know why josh norris keeps being like yeah saddled with wingers that just shoot when all that's all he does too but i believe in the chemistry between josh norris and vladimir tarasenko i think they're going to be a great duo yeah i think that i agree i think hopefully like josh norris has learned from the Dabrinka debacle to like be a little more normal like to his new line mate. <laughs> as far as we know he has not yet invited Tarasenko to skate and not told him that it's just the two of them 
Maybe yeah. they maybe they hung out at group skates. Maybe they haven't hung out at all. Maybe he's really trying to play it cool this time around. Yeah. Also, I thank God that Vladimir Tarasenko, to my knowledge, does not have an animal-related nickname mm. um, because Josh Norris would just make animal sounds at him. And I think that was a contributing factor in driving away Alex to bring it. I... I think this might be, a, maybe this is a goal of Josh Norris's for this season. He's like, be more normal, be a little bit more, like, don't come on so strong, don't meow as often, which should be easy now that Dabrinkit isn't there, but maybe he's just started meowing all the time and he can't stop. It was actually unrelated. It has <laughs> He was just like, oh, thank God, it'll make more sense now, but like, I was going to do it regardless. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I think I, hopefully Josh Norris is healthy a full season. Because I have faith because since Shane Pinto was healthy the whole last season, right? So it's like, maybe, like, it'll be a similar thing. Because they had, like, weirdly identical things happening, I think. Yeah, pretty much. So anyway, since we expect to not be on the team, uh, Josh Norris will also be playing with the new guy, Kvalik. So that's yeah. cool. I don't know anything about this guy. Hope he's cool. Me Hope either. Josh Norris is being normal to him. <laughs> yeah, that's the dream. But yeah, I think that'll be good. I guess I think he, like, Kubelik is more, I like, from what I remember when the trade happened, which was, like, months ago, I think he's, like, a third liner mm-hmm. more so. But, like, whatever. Like, Josh Norris's vibes can carry him. It's fine. So true. He just needs to get the puck to Josh Norris and Vladimir Tarasenko, and then he's good. Mm-hmm. Easy points, as far as I'm concerned. And then the third line, I mean, it all depends on whether Shane Pinto has a contract by opening night. So, I mean, hopefully he'll be there. And if not, Ridley Gregg will be there, and I will be happy. Yeah. And then, like, in terms of wingers, because I guess, like, if Ridley Gregg and Shane Pinto are both there, then I guess Ridley Gregg plays left wing. Mm-hmm. Um, And then it can be, like, Matthew Joseph on the right because he's not going to get traded. Mm-hmm. Crazy people thinking that it's not going to happen. Yeah, and then that's a good line, I think. And then for the fourth line, I forget who else is on the team, so I'm just going to say I hope that they just get a bunch of kids from Belleville. I yeah. hope they bring in Angus Crookshank and Igor Sokolov. Yeah, and they just they just have like fun. I guess like Mark Kastelik. Oh yeah, I will be there. Oh Parker Kelly. Do you remember Parker yeah. Kelly? I guess he'll be there. I think, but no Austin Watson, correct? Yeah. Okay, it's an improvement, I think. No offense. But. I think it will be an improvement. I think they're going to win every game. I think they're going to score 10 goals per game. Uh, it's going to be awesome. Great forward group. Mm-hmm. Best in the league, even. Yeah, I would argue the best the league has ever seen. Mm-hmm. So then on defense, we got to start out with, apparently, the plan is to put Thomas Shabbat and Jacob Chikrin on a pairing together. Uh, the pairing known as 7-8. Uh, very cool ship name that they came up with for themselves. I personally cannot wait for this. Yeah, I think the vibes are going to be excellent. It will be all vibes and all offense and no defense, which is fun. I love it because, like, in my head, they were the ones who made this decision. Like, just based on how they interact with each other, in my head, this is how it happened. Like, they just got along really well. They hung out and they were like, you know, it would be so cool if we had a defense pairing together. And then they went to the coach and they were like, coach, we're going to be on the same pairing. 
because mm-hmm. we think it's gonna be fun and they're like literally the two most like volatile offensive defensemen get criticized for making too many mistakes and they're like yeah we're gonna play together it's perfect in my head also what happened is that like they weren't sure if the plan to just tell like dj smith like hey we're gonna play together work so they handcuffed each other <laughs> together <laughs> and then when dj smith was like i don't know guys they did the thing where they like pulled up their hands and was like well <laughs> we have to um that's what i think happened so i think that's gonna be a lot of fun i'm excited for thomas shabbat to have a good partner for a whole season i think that's gonna be really really good yeah me too and then behind them we'll have the opposite the all defense pairing jake sanderson and artem zub personally i'm excited i think that's gonna be a good shutdown pairing and i also hope that like maybe Jake Sanderson will discover his offense a little bit since he's with Zub, right? And, like, we've already seen that Zub, he picks his moments well. He can contribute offensively. Like, he can randomly score a bunch of goals. So I feel like he worked well. I thought he worked well with Shabbat. Not great last year, but, you know, the year before that, he worked well with Shabbat. I feel like he would work well with Sanderson, too. Like, yeah, mostly defense-focused, but I think they could they could bring out some offense as well. Yeah. Also, I think that I'm really excited to see Jake Sanderson play away from Travis Hamnick because I think like he could get even better as a result. So I'm very excited to see that. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of Travis Hamnick, he is now Eric Branstrom's problem. How do you feel about that? You know, like, I feel so bad about being bad and mean to Travis Hamnick that now I'm like, he's awesome. I'm happy. (laughs) He's going to be great. I think that that will be a fun pairing. No matter what. We also, like, there's also the possibility of, like, Lassie Thompson or Jacob Bernard Docker coming up, right? Or like, Tyler that's... Clevin. Oh, yeah. Ty- oh, my God. I totally forgot Tyler Clevin, came- like, existed. Yeah, it's probably going to be Tyler Clevin, too. So I just hope that he will be replacing, like, Travis Hamnick and not Eric Branstrom in the lineup. Because that would make me sad if it was Eric Branstrom. But, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I think Eric Branstrom is going to have a great season and even score more than one goal. Exciting. Wait, how, didn't he score, like, two last season? I think he did. Yeah. It just it oh took him God. a long time to score the one. He's so good. How many goals do you think he's going to score? Okay. I think he will score, like, three. But they'll be such... He's going to score on opening night. He's going to score in, like, a random overtime game. And, like, when it comes down to the end of the season, like, the Sens are going to be, like, they're, it's going to be a must-win game. And it's, like, the last game of the season if they win there in the playoffs. And Eric Branstrom is going to score the game-winning goal. I agree. He will pick his moments well. Mm-hmm. He will be the hero of this season. I agree. Um, okay, so now we're going on to some predictions. Oh, I guess we want to talk about the goalies. I don't know. I feel like that's pretty basic. It's going to be Anton Forsberg and Jonas Corposalo. Yeah, it's like hopefully they stay healthy. I think Anton Forsberg's like knee situation is okay now. I think, yeah, mm-hmm. he tore like both MCLs, I believe. So I think he's all good now. So hopefully they stay healthy. And I know Jonas Corposalo was like, randomly really good last season or something but like before that he struggled or something like that so like hopefully he's just like good again it would be really annoying if he was bad and we had to do discourse about it yeah I'm i just don't want that i don't care enough about goalie discourse exactly um so anyways yeah we're gonna move into some predictions uh first one the obvious one who do we think will lead the team in points 
I think it will be Tim Stutzla. Same. That seems obvious. I think he's going to get over 100 points, too. I agree. And it's going to be so exciting. Because he be... was so close last season. Yeah, he got like 90, right? Yeah. Like, he was over a point per game. And he, he looks he looks like he has another gear, right? Mm-hmm. And obviously, you know, something. sometimes things don't always go well every season. But I feel like this is going to be a good year for him. I feel like he's going to hit 100 points, uh, over 30 goals, to Possibly even 40. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Uh, next one, who do we think is going to lead the team in goals? This one's interesting. Yeah, I again think it's going to be Tim Stutzla, to be honest. I kind of think so, too. Like, okay, there are a few candidates. Like, obviously, Josh Norris uh, coming back. We can't ignore that. He scored a lot of goals. Like, he was on pace for over 40 goals in that, like, yeah, the season before he got injured. Mm-hmm. So he is a dark horse candidate. But because he's probably going to be on the second line... I feel like maybe he won't score that many goals. Yeah, and also, I, I just think Tim Schuster is going to score a lot of goals. Like, he might even get 50. Like, 50 goals, 50 assists. You know, yeah. I can see that happening for him. Brady Kachuk as well. Kind of a dark horse. Didn't he hit 40 last year? Mm-hmm. I think it was Brady Kachuk. Yeah, Brady Kachuk had the most goals on the team last year, right? Is that Wait, I got to check this. How do I not remember this? I know so much random information about the Sens. And yet, I... it. it escapes me at the worst moments oh no he scored 35 goals timmy scored 39 goals oh i do remember that i was so mad that he didn't get to 40 damn oh okay wait yeah because i remember he was like because in the like last game of the season or something he or like in like near the end of the season he needed i think two points to hit 90 and it's like everyone really wanted one of those points to be a goal because then Mm -hmm. it'd be like so perfect it'd be like 90 points 40 goals um but yeah Mm -hmm. I think this is the year. What if they yeah. tie? That'd be nice. I hope. I think Brady Chuck and Tim Stutzla will tie with forty goals each. That's my prediction. Yeah. Forty mm-hmm. goals each. Timmy gets a hundred points. Um, well, I guess if if Timmy's getting more assists, then that means that more goals for his teammates, for his line mates. But yeah, if Brady scores five more goals than he did last year, that's mm-hmm. what's gonna happen. I, I see yeah. it because a full year. Because of, like, Brady Chuck, Tim Stutzla, Claude Drew. I hope that's it for the full season. Like, I really, really hope so. And I think that's just such a good line. And I think Josh Norris will score a cool 30 goals that will make people call him overpaid. <laughs> but quiet the haters just enough that people aren't, like, that pissed off with him. Yeah. You gotta just remember the intangibles. Like, he's so cool. <laughs> Or maybe he scores 40 goals, but it's, like, something insane, like, 20 power play goals and 20 even strength goals. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. I think Josh Norris will will cause discourse and piss people off a little bit, but mm-hmm. I will still love him. Yeah, what's the thing? Like, well-behaved women rarely make history or something? So true. <laughs> That's how I feel about Josh Norris. Um, Another important prediction Will Brady Kachuk score a between-the-legs goal? Um, My prediction will be, as always, yes, he will into an empty net. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think he's probably... Okay, so last year he had eight attempts. I think he's going to up his game. Um, He's going to... I'm going to say 11 attempts this year, the Alfie number. And on attempt number 11, it will be into an empty net. And I think it'll be at the end of the season after they've clinched a playoff spot and they're playing a team that is in the playoff race <laughs> and it's a blowout and he scores an empty net and uh, between the legs goal into an empty net. 
and it'll be against Detroit. I haven't checked <laughs> the schedule. I don't know if we're playing Detroit that late in the season. No, like maybe we either are. either Detroit or Buffalo. Oh my gosh, I can literally see it. It's perfect. That's exactly what's gonna happen. Brady Kachuk, please listen to us. We have the coolest idea for you. It's gonna be so awesome. Um, yeah, that's gonna be so awesome. I it would be hilarious if someone else did it, like if Josh Norris scored in between the lines goal. Because but the thing is, then he's dunking on Brady more than the other team. I know, but I like why could I see Josh Norris doing that? He would do it and then apologize. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be so funny. Yeah, so we both think he will. Next question, I guess, what will be the best friendship on the team? I think it's going to be Shabon and Chikrin. I was going to say the exact same thing. Because, like, you just can't beat, like, BFFs, like, on, like, a pairing together. Like, they, they're the only ones who have given themselves a nickname. Exactly. So, I think it will be yeah, the seven, best Yeah, 7-8. Mm-hmm. This will be the year of 7-8. I, I really believe it. And, like, I don't know. I think that they're just so, like, a funny dynamic. Because, like, Thomas Shabbat, by all accounts, is, like, pretty normal. And, like, Jacob Chicken, like, eats raw meat. Like, I think that's, like, such odd couple. <laughs> so true. Um, and then related to that, how many times do we think Thomas Shabbat is going to hug a teammate on camera? We should list off. I think I think that's bad wording because, like, th- there's going to be so many. I, I wrote it. That's why I can say it's bad wording. <laughs> um, how many different teammates will Thomas Shabbat hug on camera? Okay. I think, honestly, there's potential for all of them. But, like, I think definitely we're going to get Chikrin, obviously. <laughs> Timmy, obviously. Josh Norris, obviously. I think those are the locks. Mm-hmm. I think Brady Kachuk is also kind of a lock. And then, like, I feel like he's going to hug, like, a random kind of guy. Oh, you know what? Maybe Shane Pinto as well. Do they have yeah, a dynamic yeah. going? I think they do. And then I like, I'd like i like him to just, like, hug a random fourth liner. Like, I'd like him to, like, hug, like, Mark Castle. Like, There's also, okay, definitely any young defenseman oh, that yeah. comes in as, like, a, you know, injury replacement. Like, automatically, every young defenseman that comes in is going to get mm-hmm. a hug from Thomas Shabbat, for and sure. Def- and probably Jake Sanderson, too. True. Like, Brandstrom yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. Probably Tarasenko, just because he's new. Yeah. The Kubalik also, then. Oh, also, like, the goalies are obvious. Like, that's obviously going to happen. Oh, yeah. That's that's a free space, basically. And then, yeah. like, well, because I'm trying to think. He has, like... There are multiple dynamics. There are different dynamics that he has with different players. And a lot of them are like, you know, the very homoerotic friendship. But also a lot of the young players, he has very like dad energy toward them. And I feel like he might have a bit of that toward Ridley Gregg. Even though mm. obviously we know that Gregg's dad on the team is Kloji Yeah. But I think that I can see Shabbat doing like a, you know, very dad-esque hug. Yeah, I can yeah. see it. Basically, like, everyone, actually. Because I can't, I think it's harder to, like, if I were to ask you, like, who will he not hug? Mm-hmm. I think there's no clear answer. You're except, right. <laughs> like, someone who we're hoping won't be there. So, like, not, no ability to hug. Because if he's knows. there, Shabbat will hug him, unfortunately. I know, which like, is, like, uh yeah, Problematic fave. Yeah. But I think, like, there's no one on that team where, like, he wouldn't, like, want to hug him. Yeah, it's like, if someone scores a goal while Shabbat is on the ice, he's gonna hug him, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
So how many, what will his hugs per game be? Ooh, I think he will average like 2.5 hugs per game. And those are just the ones that are caught on camera. Yeah. I think like that's kind of high, but it's like, I think there might be one game where he just hugs like a hundred times. What do you think the hugs per game will be? I think you're right. Yeah. About 2.5. Seems like a good number for him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to add a bonus question. Who do we think is, which player is going to ha- cause the most discourse this year? <laughs> um, I think Josh Norris is up there if he is not like doing well immediately. Because I feel um, like things have cooled down a little bit because he was away for a year. So people have stopped with the he's a lock for 40 goals kind of conversation. That's what they were saying last year. But I still feel like if he does not start scoring goals at the beginning of the season, like people are going to get mad. Yeah. I also think like Eric Ransom discourse is a timeless classic. Um, and probably we'll see Tarasenko discourse because like if he doesn't I guess if he immediately delivers then we won't but like if he doesn't then like I think that's gonna be a conversation I feel like there will be Shabbat discourse too especially Uh, if that second pairing ends up being good like if Jake Sanderson ends up being awesome now that he's not paired with Travis Hamannick anymore everyone is gonna get so mad at Shabbat and like my prediction is I think Shabbat is actually gonna be better this year he's gonna like you know improve his defensive game but then people are gonna get mad because he's maybe not scoring as many points as they want him to even though he's better defensively but also like he's gonna be good every night and then people are still gonna be mad at him because they like Sanderson so much yeah uh it's going to be awful. But maybe he'll just, like, be incredible. And then no one can say anything. Maybe. So, yeah, lots of options, I think. Mm-hmm. Could go anyway. Basically, if anyone, like, doesn't score in the first month, it's going to be unbearable for us. Yeah. I always dread that. Like, the first few games of the season, I'm just like, okay, every every good player needs to score, like, very early on. And once everyone has scored one goal, it's like, okay, we can relax. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the final question, the big one, obviously, uh, where will the Suns finish in the standings? Okay, in terms of league-wide, I literally don't know, because I not I don't think about the league as a whole. I only think about, like, the division. I think they'll finish fourth in the Atlantic and, like, make the playoffs, like, with the wild card spot. Me, personally, I'm looking at this roster, and I just can't see them having any record other than... 164 points um, yeah they're gonna go 82 and 0 it seems like i i just can't see them losing any games i think they're gonna win the president's trophy and then they're gonna break the president's trophy curse by winning the cup that's a way better answer i don't have the passion <laughs> um yeah they maybe they could win they could lose a few games but they're gonna make the playoffs and then they're gonna win the cup that's the yeah, important thing that's but that not- that's our playoff preview episode Mm-hmm. The regular season doesn't matter. Like, they could get in at any point. It's, like, my only thing is that they might, like, just get bored with it. Like, when they're, when they're mm-hmm. like, 70 and 0, and they're, like, ah, like, we can, mm-hmm. like, let's calm down a bit. But then they'll still finish first anyway, so it doesn't matter. But, like, mm-hmm. I can see them getting bored, and that's the only reason they might not go 82 and 0, but. You're right. You understand them so well. <laughs> So that's all we had for this episode. 
Uh, as always, follow us on Twitter at Elite Sun's Brain. As I said, Tumblr, elitesunsbrain.tumblr.com. We're also on Blue Sky at Elite Sun's Brain. Uh, read silver7sense.com. I totally forgot to write up the last episode. Uh, that doesn't mean anything. Don't read it to it. It's literally just me forgetting. I will write up this one for Silver 7. Uh, subscribe to Silver 7. Uh, and I also, before ending the episode, I want to mention an event that is happening. Um, I mentioned earlier, I gave a shout out to La Brigade, the French Sons podcast. Uh, as many of you know, I'm a frequent guest with them. And on October 11th, I will be joining the La Brigade group at uh, 5e Baron in Aylmer for a live podcast recording in French. And we're going to have a whole event. That's the October 11th, of course, is the date of the Sens' first game of the season, not the home opener, the season opener. They're going to be in Carolina for that. So we're going to have a whole event at 5e Baron. DJ Prosper is going to be there. We're going to watch the game. We're going to hang out. So please show up. It would make my day if people showed up and told me that they listened to Elite Sun's Brain. So please do not be shy. So yeah, please, please join me at that event. It'll be so awesome. And also follow us on our personal accounts. As always, I'm Sibiata E on Twitter and Blue Sky. I'm at Ericsson's Brainer on Twitter and Blue Sky. Go Sense Go. Go Sense Go. Bye. <laughs>